brought to you by Soul Fire Productions. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Jema. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are still deep in pandemic times, uncertain times. There's so many feelings of overwhelm and fear, and it truly is a moment where we don't know what's going on. None of us do. We might have theories or things that we feel or possibly feel we think are true, but none of us truly know or hold the big picture. So it's, um, it's a place where we all are feeling unstable, deregulated, destabilized. And it's a lot to hold for not only ourselves, but our children, our families, uh, our coworkers, our family members, you know, it's a lot. And so I am interjecting my regularly scheduled rollout of episodes to bring in some people that I think can help us through this time. So the next couple of episodes will be kind of part of a series of just helping us navigate this unknown time, this unprecedented time, which none of us were prepared for and we don't know when it's ending. And so we're in this kind of liminal space. And I do truly believe that There is beauty that will come from this time. There will be a lot of restructuring, which will serve our highest good. And at that same time, there's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of death uh, for many reasons, not just coronavirus. Um, A lot of people out of work, not able to feed their families. Um, The poor and disenfranchised communities will suffer profoundly. So I never want to spiritually bypass any of that or come from a place of um, just acknowledging, you know, the pluses that can come from this time because I'm also a white privileged woman that has a very good, I'm also struggling today. So it's all of it. And it's holding that loving kindness in your own heart for yourself. And if people aren't giving you what you need right now, where can you? create it for yourself? Where can you bring that love to yourself? Maybe it's throughout the day, bringing your hand onto your heart and just saying, I acknowledge you. I see you. I see all the work you're doing. And for us mothers, you know, we're full, full, full time now. And especially if we're also, you know, trying to navigate life with our kids 24 seven, our partners 24 seven, most of us aren't used to that. Um, And navigating work and what that looks like. Some of us are still working full time for businesses or corporations. Some of us work for ourselves and are used to having full days or half days devoted to our work, which we now don't have if we don't have childcare. Um, 
I've never cooked and cleaned as much as I am right now. It's full time. My kids, you know, obviously need three meals a day and snacks and are trashing the house. And there's so much beauty and a lot of that and fun. And it's also exhausting. Um, it's nonstop. Um, also want to acknowledge everyone out there with children. We're doing it, you know, and it's looks different every day and really, you know, ease up on yourself. You aren't a school. You didn't establish you know, a letterhead of your school before this all went down. So just knowing that you're doing the best you can, maybe you have to be a little bit more lenient on screens or screen time or looking at what learning really means to you right now. You know, we're all having a lot of triggers come up and a lot of our deeply held beliefs are coming up into question. And again, I think there's beauty in that, but it doesn't feel good. You know, change does not feel good. Humans do not like change, especially when we're forced into it. Um, but I have personally been loving, you know, quarantine schooling my kids, homeschooling. I'm really enjoying that part, but I also would really love a couple hours to get my work done and to go for a walk by myself and actually be able to sit with my own thoughts. I'm definitely feeling my nervous system is at capacity today and having a toddler is kicking my ass in quarantine. It is unreal. Her naps are all over the fucking place if she even naps. Last night she went to bed at 1030. So I'm like in a coma by the time she goes to sleep and snappy and frustrated. You know, never mind trying to like read a book or even watch a movie or create my new online offerings or show up the way I want to be for my clients. It's just, it's so much. So, you know, I guess I am kind of complaining. I'm downloading, but I'm I'm also saying this because I want you to know I am in this with you and I see you and I hear you and I know I'm not alone. You're all reaching out to me. And so this is a group consciousness. And um, by trying to like just spiritually bypass it all, we're not in service to our own healing. Um, and also on the flip side of that, I do find my gratitude every day. I know my blessings. I count my blessings. That is my spiritual practice as well. So anyway, just I'm here in it with you. Please DM me at Mother of the Mother if you want to discuss anything. If you need more support, I am opening up more and more my time for coaching sessions. Um, that actually gives me so much joy and relief. And I love being of service in that way. So whether you're pregnant, going into your labor and birth, whether you're newly postpartum, whether you're wanting to figure out what your postpartum plan might look like in the upcoming months. If you're a mom trying to juggle it all, I'm here to support you. So please do reach out. You can also email me McLean, M-C-L-E-A-N at motherthemother.com. And we can jump on a discovery call and see if it would be a good fit for you right now. Because we all do need the support. I was just on a beautiful Zoom call listening to Aaron Ehrenberg, my dear friend who has Totem. Um, for those of you that don't know Totem, it's great on Instagram, Totem Women. It's a great community. And she had the author of Fair Play, Eve Rodsky on, as well as Daphne Delvaux, who is at the Mama Attorney, who um, is a lawyer and, and uh, work rights right now. And so it was a great discussion Fair Play is an amazing book. I've been meaning to read, of course. My husband actually owns it. He bought it for himself. Um, but she has some great tips. So um, I think that that'll be available on replay. As I'm recording today, it's Friday, April 17th. But it just, it really showed me in hearing this conversation. I mean, it was great and there were some great tips, but it also made me sad because 
it's so much we're holding right now as moms and women and having to fight for it, having to make the space to have really uncomfortable conversations, possibly with our partners, especially if our partner is the main um, money earner in our home, you know, that usually takes precedence, but there's ways to navigate this. So we're not broken shards of women yelling at our kids. So these are all really important topics. Um, So this episode, I'm so excited. It was really fun. I interviewed Kristen Hinman yesterday and she has a really great, great podcast. I highly recommend called cut the crap business breakthrough. We're on the same soul fire production group, uh, the media company. And um, I'd listened to a couple of hers. And then I listened to one last week with her and Kelly. And I was like, you know what? I just want to have her on. We had a great talk over the phone. I told her some things I was going through and she gave me some great tips. And then even after our interview yesterday, I went and delved deeper into her website. And there are five great free audio downloads for any of you that are entrepreneurs, moms trying to figure out how to work now, how the work has changed. Uh, She gives great tips and she's a mom. She's about to have her third kid. And so there's not a lot of like extra time wasted. She's in and out. She gives you the info and like, then you can move on with your day. So I really appreciate that. Anyway, you know, we just are taking this day by day, hour by hour, moment by moment, seeing how the world is opening, how the world is expanding And I do think we have to go through those dark days, those dark moments to allow for the unfolding, the unfurling of habits and patterns that truly are no longer serving our own lives and then also the lives in our community and globally. We are at a breaking point. The way we've all been living globally is no longer working. And I think that this virus or this pandemic or whatever is actually going on is making us, forcing us to reflect upon that. And so one way that I feel like I can be using this time wisely is to reflect on that, to allow myself when I can, and it's limited, as I said, but allow myself to meditate, to come into myself, whether it's three, five minutes, 20 minutes, lying down with a baby during her nap time, if she does nap, or just getting those times when I can, grabbing them to go deep, go inside and really listen to my higher knowing God, Buddha, spirit, universe, nature. And I think it's up to all of us to take that on right now so that when this is over, when the quarantine is lifted, we are able to show up in new ways, in a new paradigm, in a new structure to move forward in a better way. Because I don't think going back to what we knew was normal is um, the way forward. I think there has to be a lot of change on the micro and macro level. Sending big love out to all of you. Stay, stay strong, stay soft, stay mindful. We will get through this. This too shall pass. Jema. The Uncensored Empath is hosted by Sarah Small, your no BS spiritual guide. Her 15-year journey with chronic illness, experience with loss and grief, and insatiable desire to integrate the darkness into the light inspired her to create her thriving wellness biz. She supports empaths and highly sensitive people to create a body, business, and life they love through a blend of energy, neuroscience, spirituality, and intuition. Hi, Kristen. Hello, my friend. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. 
too. So we're on Zoom. <laughs> As with the rest of the world, having a podcast interview, I'm here with Kristen Hinman of Cut the Crap Business Breakthroughs Podcast. And we are now on the same Soulfire Production Media Production Company group, I guess we call it. And um, I'm psyched to finally connect with you via the interwebs. I know. I think in the last three weeks, the entire world has been thrust onto Zoom, whether they're ready for it or not. So Totally. I know. If only we'd all invested in Zoom ahead of time. <laughs> I think I might own a few stocks here and there of them. Well, that's smart. Yeah. Thank <laughs> God. Because it keeps us going. It's keeping us going in that connection, which is so important right now. Yeah, I agree. So just to drop in, where are you? How are you? What's going on? Hmm. Well, where in the world am I? I'm on the West Coast <laughs> of the US, US, and I live in a little town called Bend, Oregon. And it's, I don't know, it feels like 20 years into the corona pandemic, but we're about, I think, like totally. four weeks. Yeah. At least four weeks since our country started, you know, implementing lockdowns and stuff. So um, I have two young kids. They just turned three and five. Um, and I launched my own business in March of 2016. So about four years ago. And I am expecting my third little one in the, at the end of September. So there's a lot, wow. going, on right now. <laughs> a lot going on. And how, how are you juggling all of that? And what, how are you feeling with your pregnancy during this weird wonky time? I don't know how I'm juggling it. I like, I, I think I actually get asked this question a lot because my husband before this traveled literally every week um, for work and has essentially since I started my business and since we moved up here, but I just like to say I do it day by day, just like any other mom. Yeah. I mean, I, I think maybe people think I have my shit together more than, than more than they do, but I don't think it's true. <laughs> So, well, it's always like filling that kind of void for other people. And that seems what you're so good at is the business and the organization, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, I thank you for that. I, um, you know, when I launched my business, I had a, I, before we actually moved up from LA where you are, we lived mm -hmm. in Long Beach for eight years. And I, during that time had a career in doing publicity and PR and my clients were in major press publications. Like they were interviewed by Barbara Walters and Anderson Cooper and Dr. Oz. And um, one of the things, especially when I became a mom, is I just realized that, well, number one, I had been doing it for about six years and it was just really starting to wear on me because you, you have to be sort of at the beck and call of the media cycle for better or worse. Mm. That's yeah. just part of the PR game. And with a w almost one-year-old, it just wasn't working for at the time. Oh my God, I can't even imagine that. Yeah. And I kind of, I mean, waking up early at 3am to get to a TV studio and, you know, if, if something oh happens, gosh. you gotta get on the phone and, you know, so anyway, so, you know, fast forward to starting my own business. One of the things I, I really realize is that you don't necessarily need to be like a celebrity, but everyone has their own sort of celebrity status that they've built. And usually it's right. built on their reputation. Um, and I work with a lot of businesses. So um, sometimes it's positive word of mouth. Sometimes it's really good Google reviews. Sometimes it's just like the doctor or person who owns the business is just a really wonderful person and people love them. And so I, you know, one of the things I saw during my career is how can I 
what I love the most is actually um, getting my clients those wins and supporting them to grow their business. But what would happen is they'd get all this exposure and, um, you know, they'd be on TV and then the, it would fizzle or like, you know, the, like the traffic and people finding them. And so how do I was like, how do I keep that going? And I know things are changing and going online and how do I, you know, how do I help them to best leverage that? And that was kind of how I started my business. And it's over the last few years, it's real, you know, I, I feel like I've really honed my ability to kind of listen to, listen to where people are and get a sense for where they want to go and have an idea of how they can best sort of fill in the gap the fastest. And I think that's kind of been my, um, I don't know, my superpower, so to speak, that I've I've learned over the last few years. When you're speaking, I just see it. It's it's a cool kind of like inverse because I feel like a lot of businesses like, okay, we're going to start your new business uh, and build towards media and PR. And it's cool that you've actually come from the opposite way. So you kind of know where it's already you already want it to lead to yeah. work towards that. That's really a great viewpoint to have. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think too, to your point, that seems unattainable for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, it seems like, um, you know, I could never be on TV or I could never do that. And I, I think it, it's true. I've seen both sides. I've seen people that we've taken who were nobodies and nothings onto some of the biggest TV shows in the, in the country who, you know, like people every day, you know, I work with a a lot of people who are never in the press Mm -hmm. and who were able to just use sort of um, what I like to say is we take kind of their offline experience and that reputation that they've already earned and cultivated and um, like that they've developed with their customers and their patients and their clients. And we take that into an online experience that helps them to keep getting new opportunities to keep moving forward. That's so cool. So as you started your own business, do you find yourself working with a particular type of person or type of business, or is it mostly women or mostly moms? Like what is, what's that looking like for you right now? Uh, that's interesting. I don't, it's, I, I don't know that I necessarily attract my demographic, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, yeah. <laughs> which, I know, which I know is a big um, positioning thing that all like you might see social media gurus saying, you know, if you're a mom with two kids, like talk to moms with kids, these little kids. Right. <laughs> but I, during my career in the publicity world, I worked with a lot of doctors, um, but I also worked with just about everyone in between from financial planners to weight loss companies to um, plastic surgeon. I mean, it, it really ran the gamut. I mean, I, I can't even think of all the industry, food, restaurant industries. And so when I transitioned into my new business, I, I sort of started in the, like working with a lot of doctors in the medical hmm. field, just because I, I, I find it really interesting, actually, to sort of understand what they do really well, mm-hmm. and to portray that in a way that normal people can understand. Because yeah. <laughs> if you've ever talked to a doctor, they tend to that's another language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so that's sort of where I started, but I also have a really wide variety of clients because of referrals. And then I've expanded my network. Um, and I would say now, you know, I tend to, I guess I've sort of found my sweet spot is actually people who are a bit older who sort of like understand technology, mm. but also are like, Hey, I need to be kind of leveraging this better. And so it's a little bit, they're like a little bit of old school and a little bit of new school, like mixed into one. I, for some reason, I find that I'm a good bridge to, to help them bridge that gap. And it's all about the bridge. I know. I'm learning all about the bridges and all the transitions and all of our developments. 
Yeah. I love in um, my daughter, my little toddler's play school. She talks about that all the time, the bridge, like the bridge to everything. It's, it's the key. And it's so true to, to get to A to B to C to D. We have to have that like healthy transition time and support through that. Yeah. I mean, I work with a lot of clients who, you know, they have a lot of times really like their body of work is so impressive and they, they're able to help so many people. And sometimes it's just a matter of positioning it or articulating it in the right way. Because yeah. um, especially like you and I have kind of talked about when you get a little too close to your work, like it's hard to sort of take a step back and be like, oh, this is actually what people hear when I talk about it. Or this is like what impacts them or how, how it comes across. Yeah. And even with like social media and all that that is and Instagram stars and all of that is. It is so important to have that bridge because a lot of the older, the elders in our communities that have so much knowledge to share, whether that's in their 40s, 50s, or 60s, that have been you know, doing their work for decades that don't have huge followings, obviously, because it's not their forte and it's not their genre. But it's so, at least in my opinion, it's so important to help them bridge that to enter into the, the field of the younger people, myself included, because we have so much to learn from them. And we're in this like really weird gap where you have people that have 500,000 followers on Instagram or a million, and they're literally not saying anything. It's like bikini pics and smoothie bowls. And I mean, not to say that those aren't evil, but I mean, are evil, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's so much really relevant knowledge that we need to be learning, not from 20 year olds. Yeah. And I think like, there's kind of two things that come to mind when you say that is, is number one, it's so easy to get distracted by all the things you're supposed to be on, Yeah, you know, especially like, it's especially confused. I mean, it's still sometimes confusing for me, but it's especially confusing for people who already feel like, oh my gosh, I don't totally understand Facebook or LinkedIn, or why would I do a newsletter? And to to then be bombarded with like this information that you have to be on everything and you need an email list and you need this and you need Facebook ads. And, and it's like, Oh my God, like, where, what do I do? Where it's do so I start? Overwhelming. <laughs> I and then you're, you feel like you're behind before you even get started. And so, you know, that that's a big thing that we run into a lot. And it's like, I'm a big believer in just looking at, well, what's worked, what, what yeah. offline has worked in the past and why, and what did people like about it and what can we learn from it to then take it online or, to expand it or to grow it in your current network if it if it's not online. So Yeah, and also like honoring each person as an individual because if it's not authentic, then it comes across too. I mean, and sometimes we have to push ourselves, but I mean this is something and you know Chelsea, um, who I've also been working with a little bit to help me stay organized, because I was trying to, you know, I was meaning to do a newsletter for five years. Right. That's the reality. I've just started doing it because I was like, I actually need to pay her to help me stay accountable to do this newsletter. And um, it's not that it's that hard, but it's just like one more thing to add to my life that just not, can go on the back burner. Um, but like for better or worse, like the thing that comes up with me, and I'm just curious if you have any feedback for this, is I, I often don't want to do things because it doesn't feel authentic to me. And it does feel fake if I try to force it. But then also... I, it's easy for me to then fall behind with the things I want to do because I'm not like feeling it that week or that month. So, I mean, you were helpful the other day when we had a quick chat and you were like, I'm hearing that you want to do all of these things. Cause I also have like a million ideas all at once. 
and like you were, you just gave some like really nice sage advice of just let's start with kind of the easiest part and like what is your real calling first, and then we can kind of fill in the other things. But yeah. so give me that outside perspective. Opin- yeah, the outside opinion, and I think you know what you're describing is something everyone goes through. Is and the hardest part I think about being successful or seeing success. And I don't, I even sometimes hate to use the word success because I'm more of a believer in momentum. Like the actions that we do give us momentum to keep going forward. And so the consistency is the hardest part, which is what you're describing. Uh, It's so hard. (laughs) Yeah. And probably part of it is also some overwhelm, like, oh, I should be doing that. I should be doing that. So sometimes it's just a matter of looking at like, what could I easily do right now to be consistent? And will that move me forward? Could I put something in place for someone to help me? And it doesn't need to be some, you know, you don't need to hire an agency, so to speak, like the one I have, but, you know, could someone keep you accountable? Could you hire a VA for, you know, I don't, I'm also not a huge proponent of that all the time, but I, you know, they are helpful in certain capacities. What's a VA? Oh, um, a virtual assistant, oh. like someone who's overseas, who you pay a couple bucks an hour. Right. Um, I, 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 I have some great ones that work in my business, but the, the reason they work so well is because I have a clear idea of how I'm using them as opposed to like kind of relying on them to do it, which is right. like they need direction and guidance. Like and so, you, you very specifically know what you need from them at all times. Yeah, so. yeah. And so the consistency I found just comes with having some type of plan. Um, and it's, it, it doesn't need to be elaborate. It doesn't need to be fancy, but it does have to include some goals that are measurable, mm. which again, it doesn't have to be monetary. It doesn't have to be... Um, like in your newsletter, you know, it might be, I want to get a newsletter out once a month for six months. That's measurable. Right. right. Or and sending then, out an email you yeah. know, once a week to a couple of people or yeah. Yeah. But in a certain time frame, because right. then you can look back in six months from now, I, I like to work in 90 day cycles, but oh. you can look back in 90 days from now and say, okay, I missed one week or I missed three weeks. Why did I miss where? And then you can look, where could I have, why did I do that? Okay. That was unavoidable. <laughs> with momentum now you can go into the next 90 days knowing these are this is what's going to trip me up what can i put in place to do that is this still a goal i want to accomplish and that's kind of how i mm, i love that i love the 90 cycle so do you grid it out do you make a like a master list per month and per week or is it a little bit more vague than that you know it's a, this is the expression I used to use in PR a lot is the cobbler's kids have no shoes. Right. You're like, I don't have a list. Yeah. <laughs> I do it for my clients. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten better about doing it for my own business. I put some structures in place. Like I have a business development meeting specifically for my business once a week. I've gotten now in the habit of keeping that appointment, which just means I work on my own business for 30 minutes a week, which is That's you know, smart. Amazing. I'm going to start yeah. doing that. That's a really smart thing. But so yeah. like when, when you do that for your client, is it very detailed or is it kind of like an umbrella per month or per week? How do you break it down usually? Mm, um, it's a good question. So for clients, it's a little more formal. I typically, when, everyone, when someone starts to work with me, everyone goes through what I call an analysis. And I really look at a big picture. I mean, I, I look at the whole history of your business. Um, I, finan- I want to know, you know, what financially, what has actually 
earned you revenue? Where, like, where have the successes been? What was the reason for it? And then in this analysis, sort of where do we want to go? Um, and then sort of the part where we come in is usually in that analysis based on where we are and where we want to go. I'll kind of map out 90 day cycles within that based on, again, it sort of like depends on the company and the variable. Right. right. And the goals. Um, yeah. That's but I cool. actually just, I just talked about this on a podcast cause I I'm in real time doing this for my business um, of creating a 90 day cycle. And the first thing I was starting to call it an intuitive marketing strategy. Cause like the first thing I really want, especially right now is like, how do I want it to feel in 90 days? How do I want to feel? Do I, you know, do I want to be stressed and overwhelmed or do I want it to be like, this is, this is happening easily for me. And I feel, you know, I feel accomplished. And, and so I, that's sort of the first step. And then I start with what can, what can be measured, you know, during this time. So in, in the show that I talk about this, one of the examples I used was to grow my podcast. So, you know, I tried to look at all the ways I could measure that. I could look at the subscribers I have now and like write down the date and then 90 days from now, look at, look at the right. diff. So little things like that. And then sort of within that, once I kind of have an idea of that, I encourage people just to do a brain dump. Kind of like, you know, when we were talking, you were like, I want to do this and this and this and this, mm-hmm. but just to brain dump, like all the ideas and all the things that you would love to do in this 90 days or all the things that are on your list. And what tends to come out of that brain dump, especially if you don't censor yourself or you don't, um, like you don't say, oh, that's a stupid idea or, you know, stuff like that is if you just let it all out and you just get it all out, you'll start to see that they typically fall into the category, uh, well, three things. Either this will move me forward the fastest right now, which is I call like a short-term thing or a long, long-term sort of bucket, which is like this will, like if I start doing a little bit of this every day, I will be a lot farther 90 days, 60 days, a year from now, if I be consistent about doing this every day. Yeah. Um, and then the third category is just like, oh, that is a total waste of my time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that's sort of how I start to piece it. Like even doing that provides a lot of clarity because you're like, oh, in, in fact, I just did this with a, with a client that I do some consulting with where, where I don't have like kind of this more formal strategy because they're not, you know, we're not kind of executing on some online stuff for them, but we're, I consult with her and I, and I asked her and as she's brain or brain dumping together and she's just letting it all out and she is a CEO of a startup. And she mentions, oh yeah, well, there's, um, you know, like well, there's this random investor and he's, he like loves what we do and he's, yeah, he's still, he's still ready to invest. And I was like, well, have you guys been working on here? <laughs> <laughs> You're like what's yeah, happening? Yeah. And, but it's not until like something like that where it's like, oh, right. that will move us really fast, really forward right now. <laughs> totally. Um, and you can do it without professional help, but sometimes just having the structure to like put that in place will spark totally. some ideas. Yeah. Well, I'm getting so many downloads as you talk. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do really love, I'm going to, I'm going to work on that 90 day cycle because I very much tend towards black and white and all or nothing, which leads to the overwhelm, mm-hmm. especially now quarantine for five weeks with my family and full time with my two little ones. And it's been so frustrating just trying to move forward with work. Like I'm enjoying so many parts of it. It's just the work piece because it's not, 
I'm not where I thought I would be before a global pandemic, obviously, you know? So it's just also finding that grace, that forgiveness. I am where I am. And let's not just like throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's just slow it down and then slowly plod through it. Yeah. That's, I mean, it sounds really nice when you say it and I'm really trying to focus on that, but it's, it's like moment to moment over here. It's really challenging. (laughs) It's really challenging. Yeah, I get it. I was talking to someone yesterday. It's almost like, you know, now we're on week five and, you know, spirit willing, this is going to be ending soon, but I almost feel like it's taken this long for myself, my family, just to find, like get our bearings, you know, and, and it's finally dawned on us. And my husband and I made a schedule last night of looking at his schedule, booking out hours for me to actually get my work done. And like, I don't know why it's taken us five weeks to do that, mm-hmm. but I kind of have to like get, I have to block out his schedule a couple of weeks in advance. But then now that's just allowed so much more breathing space for me. Um, but again, it's like all part of the process, you know, we're learning how to do this as we go. Learning what to ask for. and Yeah, and- exactly. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's especially not easy during this time. I mean, I think I'm hearing from people a really wide spectrum of experiences. I mean, from you and I to who have kids clawing at us every second of the day. 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To, you know, to people who, who actually like really now they kind of do have time to do stuff. You know, mm-hmm. another one of my clients has a son who's about to graduate from high school and they both, um, they both have their own businesses and they're like, yeah, we actually kind of have time to do our stuff because we have no other pressing demands really. Right. Yeah. So everyone's just in different, different phases. phases and it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me. I just talked about it in, I think the episode you said you just mm-hmm. mentioned, like, mm-hmm. it's almost like that imposter syndrome of like, you see everyone else doing all their shit. And then you're like, Oh God, did I shower today? I know. (laughs) I know. Last night I was like, wait, did I eat? What's happening? Like, it's just, it's so weird. It's so weird. And the days are like so long. I don't know. I know. The days are so long, but then they also are flying by, you know, and I've been trying to like talk to one of my girlfriends, like we've talked twice in five weeks and because we both have two kids between us and it's just so real. It's just, it's wild. It's wild times. Yeah. I, I, I actually do. feel like I can't connect with people right now because yeah. I have so much to so much. And yeah. I have actually had people call me where I've had to like, I'm like, oh, I really, I can't talk right now. Yeah. And it's, and I, and I know probably on the other end, they're like, dude, I know you're at home. Like pick up your phone. <laughs> Yeah, but you're doing a million things at home. I yeah, mean, I think, I don't know. I think everyone's kind of going through that. I don't yeah, know. and our bandwidth is low. You know, we don't have a lot of extra to take on. It's yeah. hard to know when or how or what's going to come. Like, you know, there's yeah. our leadership has no plan for what's next. So. No, and I think for me, on the, like on the spiritual side, it's so much tapping into the divine timing and just knowing that we can't, we, we literally cannot control what's happening right now. We can control how we're reacting to it. And we, that's not going to be pretty or graceful if we're completely stressed out and um, our nervous system is wrecked. So it's also, even if we have gridded out whatever for the next couple of months, that might all be changing right now too, you know, and having to be flexible. And I mean, that's something I, I, I think I talked a little bit about with you the other day. It's like, I, I've already been wanting to move my business online mm-hmm. for quite a while now and was looking to do that in these 
couple months and over the summer. And then now it's like been really ratcheted up, but also I'm looking at what's actually most useful now. Mm -hmm. It wasn't actually what I thought was going to be most useful six weeks ago. So it's, it's like holding all the things. Yeah. I I talked to another client today that, you know, she kind of came to me with some ideas and she's like, but I don't know if people can afford this and I don't know what they're thinking. And I said, honestly, it's not your job to worry about whether people can afford this right Right. now. That's like, that's the wrong perspective. Your job is how can you best support people with your skill set right now? Mm, And I think, you know, I think it's, it's good for all of us to remember. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I found out I was pregnant in January of this year and it's been, which was well before sort of the pandemic hit the U.S. And, mm-hmm. but it's been forced. It's, I mean, I guess it, it's a blessing. I, I see it now, but like it's forced me into making some decisions that I probably normally wouldn't have made and then throw in the, you know, being quarantined and stuff. I, I have to be really mindful of making sure I'm making the right decision for myself, my sanity, my yeah, you know, family, your partner, yeah. your kids. It's so much. Yeah. And my, my husband's not letting me go anywhere because I mean, he just, he's just like, it's just not worth like, don't go to yeah. the store. Don't, if you need something, I'll go get it, which yeah. just do another, yeah, you know, another layer. Yeah. A little less autonomy. I mean, I, yeah. So. I know it's so it's, it's really, that's such a good point because I always talk to my clients about the beauty of that when you become a mom is your priorities shift so quickly and swiftly and you really truly learn what boundaries mean and establishing boundaries with people or work or patterns or whatever. And I think, I mean, you're adding now a third child. It's like, I feel it so much with two, three is another. It's like, you just have to be so laser focused because you don't have the bandwidth. You have to be really clear. Yeah, actually, you know, this is something that's on my mind a lot. And maybe you have a perspective on it is like, since my youngest is three years old, and since she's been born, I personally have really undergone, undergone, uh, like a spiritual and physical and emotional kind of awakening, where I've really kind of taken back control of myself and my emotions and where what I'm doing. Um, and part of that has come from like the, the independence, so to speak, that now that it's like as soon as um, she sort of transitioned out of that year old, like newborn and I and she was weaned and, you know, I got like my freedom back and I, I could really start focusing on I felt like I could start focusing on myself again, which maybe, you know, I should have been all, the whole time. But you know how it goes. Okay. So. I guess, you know, one thing that weighs on my mind, especially like as the third baby is about to come is like, am I going to have to let go of that balance for the next year and a half, you know, like, and that's, that prospect is, it's daunting and it's scary. And, you know, because as a mom, you have to, you have to be there at the three, you know, I mean, at least the way that I want to show up as a mom. So, you know, it's sort of like, I can't really be waking up at 5 a.m. anymore, mm-hmm. like at least not consistently. I mean, yeah. and it, that has to be okay, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. And I think, you know, someone told me this a long time ago because I was only going to have one kid. I was like a one and done And she said, and I was really getting my business going after my first turn two. And she was like, you know what? We always think that the work's not going to come back when we have children. And it's not true. 
It's just not true. Sometimes we choose not to do the same work or not to go back to work. We choose to want to be home. But I think it's like a very outdated patriarchal look to feel like we're going to miss out on our careers and Mm -hmm. we can expand more. But I think, I mean, if you were a client, I would just say to you, be really gentle with yourself, especially the first three months, six months. Mm -hmm. It's going to be such a transition for three. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's almost not even like the actual work. It's the pressure you put on yourself around the work, like thinking about it all, mm-hmm. um, trying to impress and please every person. And I think just trusting that, yeah, you might have less clients, but you'll align with clients that appreciate that and appreciate your honesty and where you are. And then you can really be of service to the right clients. Yeah. And I think like I'm in such a different place than I was three years ago. I mean, when I had Audrey, who's my youngest, her birth and like the birth of my business were like happening at the same time. It happens so often like that. It's it's wild. And it was, I mean, it was all I could do to just hang on Mm -hmm. is what it felt like. And I mean, I run, my husband has his own business too. So ironically, his business is going off at the same time. (laughs) Well, they say babies bring abundance. That's what they say. I heard if you need something done, give it to a busy mom. So Yeah, that's true too. Again, priorities, yep. But I think like personally, I'm just in a much better space where I'm like, you know, that's not the experience I want to have this time. And I'm okay with that. And But there's still, you know, there's some, I know yeah. there's going to be things, especially now that it's the third time I'm, you just know stuff's going to come up that you have no control the, over. The things you think are going to happen don't happen. And then... Things happen that you don't think are going to happen. And I'll look sometimes at my, you know, like I have friends and family and stuff who are first time moms and I'll be like, oh, that's cute. (laughs) I remember when I was worried about that. (laughs) I know. You're like, yeah. So, and that's the beauty. I mean, I was such a different person, which I think probably we all are such a different woman from first baby to second baby. And I was actually having a really long chat with my husband the other night and he was like, it's going to be so interesting to see the difference in them. I mean, they're already different just as souls, but I'm actually a really different mom now. And I'm 42 now. I was, uh, I was just about to turn 40 when I had Goldie. And, um, I do think there's a major threshold when women step over the 40 line and just, I just don't really give a fuck about a lot of stuff now. I just really don't. And so that comes out in my parenting. (laughs) You know, and like what I attach to, what I feel like is important, what's not. And I already see that in her personality. She's like, yeah, no, I'm not putting up with that. You know, I'm so good. it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think really uh, a friend who, whose youngest daughter is my oldest daughter's class. So she has three kids. Her youngest is the same age as my oldest. But I was like, she said, someone told me this when I had my third kid is Moms who have four kids are a lot more relaxed and less stressed out than three because they learn just to not give a crap. Right. Learn to just let it, like there's nothing they can do about their kitchen or their house. And so like as a mom of three, you have to adopt that mindset because you're sort of in that in between where you're like, oh, this could still be perfect and this could still work this way. And she's like, right. as soon as I let it go, it was, she like, it's a game changer. Just such a good lesson. <laughs> such a good lesson for all of us even with one I mean it just we put so much pressure on ourselves for everything to look a certain way or be a certain way or 
you know, but it's all a journey, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not like we have all the answers just because you have a baby. It's, it's literally just a process day by day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm very grateful that I like that we've carved out this, like this business and I, that I'm not in that industry anymore. And, you know, who knows yeah. what, what I would even be doing, right? I, I would bet I wouldn't have a job right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure PR is going to take a little dip for a while. Yeah. So I love the intro to your podcast. It's so straightforward. I mean, the first time I heard it, I was just like, yes, 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 yes. Because A, I'm a mom and I have very limited bandwidth for my brain. So when I listen, and I do try to listen to some business-minded podcasts, but like, I just, I, I just do not have time for these like hour and a half long podcasts. I just want to get in and out. And you're so good at that. And I really appreciate that. So like, bravo mm-hmm. on that tip. And, you know, I don't know. I just love the way that your advice lands. It's very easy to digest, but very smart advice. And I've seen your work manifest through our mutual friend, Kelly Tennant, who has the Kelly show and that's how I even started being on a podcast because I was on hers sometime in the past. I don't know. I, rem- like I remember. Two years, year and a half, whatever. Yeah. Time is whatever. I don't even know what time is right now. But um, she's the one that started this all, you know, this fire under me. So it's been really cool to see. I mean, she's rebranded like three times within that time, started a media company. It's incredible. So how did, like, how did you... How did that work working with her or like where in her process did you guys, you know, connect and all of that? Sure. Um, it's a funny I mean, without story. going like too deep story. into the details. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tell, us. Tell us. Tell us. Um, but yeah, for anyone who hasn't heard the show, uh, like my podcast, I, one of the things kind of to your point is as I was growing my current business and I, the beginning, I was just, I need to learn everything. I need to master it all. I need to just, I need to. And so I, you know, I would listen to things and watch things and consume things just all the time, consume, 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 because I was in this learning phase and I would get so sick of, of like opting into things and be, you know, and then getting my email bombarded or like now I'm being on the internet. And I was, and so as I have sort of grown into kind of my own like consulting and coaching roles too, and, and I'm like, you know what, what I would have wanted is just like very, I don't even like necessarily working with the guru, so to speak, not even that, not to say that they're all bad or like can't help people, but like, I like to find people who've actually done what I want, what I want to accomplish to help support me. Right. And I like that kind of close personal relationship. And so the episodes I put out and the point of it is just, I, I like to stick to one topic and it's usually really straight into the point and we'll just di- dissect that topic as much as we can until the 15 or 20 minutes is over. I try not to go too long, but I try to be as in-depth as I can. And that's like, if it's for you, try to implement it right now. And if not, move on. Cause there's like, you don't, I don't, necessarily need you to keep listening right <laughs> or listen to the next episode or go find like listen to one of my resources and go find it or you know whatever um that's right so I'm big on that and I was a fan of Kelly's because I played volleyball all my life and she's a bit younger than me so our paths never crossed like competitively although we were in the same world but she started uh announcing for the AVP which is the beach volleyball tour in southern California 
And so it was being broadcast on Amazon and I am an avid fan. Of <laughs> like, you know, I know all the players and, <laughs> and some of them I'm friends with, like some of them are my contemporaries that I played with. And one of my best friends is still on tour. And so I, like I would watch every tournament and there was like 10 tournaments throughout the year. And so I started following her and, you know, I'm watching her stuff. And I think this was around the time she was transitioning away from broadcast anyway. And this was sort of like a gap job that she had taken on, I, I think is the way the timing worked out. But towards the end of the season, I started noticing she was posting like, hey, I'm starting a podcast and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And so I was super interested in it. I was like looking at everything she posted. and you know, I'm like, man, she's starting a podcast. Like I, that's so cool. Like I'd love to be on her show. And I was sort of in this phase too, where I was starting to kind of put myself out there more and talk more about what I was doing. Cause I had kind of hit my stride, I thought. And so I, I was sitting in the car one day waiting for my husband and my older daughter and the baby's in the back seat, And I just pulled out my phone and I'm like, Hey Kelly, I, <laughs> I shot a little video and I shot, I put it up on YouTube or like a private YouTube link to send to her. But I'm just like, Hey, like, here's my kid in the back seat. I just saw you on TV. <laughs> like, I love everything you're doing. Here's why, like I used to play volleyball too. And here's, you know, I think this would be a cool topic for the show. And I kind of just, I gave her like a short little two minute thing. I'm not really thinking or anything about it. And she got back to me and was like, Oh my God. Yes. Like, <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it took, it took actually a little while because, um, she's talked about this before and she and I have now become really good friends, but she's talked about this before is like, she didn't know at the time. And actually she talked about this on my show a couple weeks ago. She didn't know at the time what she was, uh, like the magnitude necessarily of what she was building. Like she would reach out to people that were on her wish list and everyone said yes. So for, yeah. So for months and I, you know, I think it's a testament to her just cause she articulates things so well and she has this big vision. And so she had all these sort of bigger names on the show. Right. So it took a little bit for me to actually get on the show, which I wasn't necessarily, you know, I was like, yeah, I mean, if it happens great. And if not, you know, I was just, I was pretty yeah. relaxed about it. I wasn't like hounding her. But I'd say that's probably part of my, you know, my PR background. I could pitch myself, so to speak. Yeah. And I feel like it's that's so, I love hearing stories like that because that's something I've really tried to step into is if you don't ask, you're definitely not getting a yes. So it's just like, why not try? Right. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things I've learned is, and I like truly genuinely thought she was like super cool. <laughs> I was, cause I, you know, yeah. And I was, you know, I, I supported things she was doing online and I wasn't like pushy about it. I just kind of added value or like would message yeah. her when I, like when I noticed something and eventually like she had me on the show. And after that episode, we just, we started connecting more and more. Um, I started consulting with her for her current show at the time and doing some work with like around the show to build it up. But I mean, everything she's built is a testament to her. I've just supported a little bit here and there. Um, yeah, and she's then so she, awesome. She brought me on to, yeah, she brought me on to help launch Soulfire. Um, we started last November and again, a testament to her within like three months, like they are just up and running and crushing it. And they, like, she has such a strong, she and Connor have such a strong vision for, so strong. like, again, how they want it to feel and how they yeah. want people they work with to feel and what they want to put out there. And you can't, like, I can't teach that, you know, that's, yeah. that's all something that. But you helped, I mean, you helped grid it out, which is amazing to have that support, but she is so 
So I, she's such a great mix of things because she's such a spiritual person and heart led person. And so type a that she just makes shit happen. And when she told me when she came on my show, I think it was last fall and she just like dropped. She's like, so I think we're going to, I'm going to start something. It's, in, it's, you know, just in the works. And then literally a couple months later, she's like, okay, ready, you know? And I was like, damn, that was amazing. And it's yeah, so cool to she witness what she wants okay. for sure. Totally. So for pandemic times that we find ourselves in, what are some general notes that you might give? Let's say who'd be listening to my show, women, mostly moms, entrepreneurs or moms that might be kind of figuring out now what they want to be doing or how to move forward, how to build what they're currently doing online a little bit or, you know, up their followers on Instagram. Like, I mean, I know it's very dependent on each person, but are there any kind of umbrella guidelines that would be helpful for people right now? Yeah. Um, it is pretty broad, but I would say that the first place for like, if you're listening to this and you, that falls, you fall into something you just described. <laughs> um, <laughs> To again, like to your advice, just be gentle with yourself. Like you can't do it all during this time. Um, or if you feel like you can do more to be like develop some kind of structure that works for you. And so it doesn't necessarily need to be like, uh, this is maybe your type A, but I'm not, <laughs> it doesn't need to be like every minute of your day is like, I'm consistent. not type A. Yeah. but uh, develop some structure that you can, um, this is sort of the principle I use is to identify, test, and refine, which is kind of what I was talking about earlier is number one, identify what it is you would even want to go after. And so like to use, like you said, grow your Instagram following, but be specific. Like right. I have a thousand followers. I want to have 2000 followers by the next 90 days. Be, so like be, identify what, and is that good? Why do you want to do that? Right. Where is that coming from? Like you were saying, who cares if you have a million followers? You know, one of the things I realized in my career is like, you could have a million followers and you could be making zero dollars. Exactly. And that is like this <laughs> weird thing that I feel like we all presume yeah. or project. And I know people that have a thousand followers, 800 followers and are making bank. Yeah. You know? So I mean, just totally very, depends. I have a very small list and I think it's, it's, it's my reputation that people come Totally. To totally. I don't know, I have maybe 15,000 Instagram followers. I mean, that's so small, right? Comparatively that to- That seems like a lot. <laughs> it seems like kind of in, insignificant to me. I mean, not insignificant. I mean, I, 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 I think created, mostly created connections with all those people at some point yeah. or another, but that's, anyway. So to, but to like identify too, what's my, like, what's my bigger goal? Is my bigger goal to sell a certain thing? Is it to launch a business? Is it to- I don't know, make an extra income, you know, all these things that moms could be kind of considering because then you'll sort of be able to then identify, okay, so I want to get a thousand more. And then you could even be specific. I, I really want to make connections with 500 engaged people, like where I actually talk to them. Right. And if they're spamming me, I'm kicking them out. <laughs> mm -hmm. So maybe the number is even smaller than a thousand, you know, and it, yeah. it doesn't need to be some grandiose thing, but knowing that then you know that you'll have eventually like a good database of people who are engaging with you when you go to launch your business or some, you know, some, yeah. you want to keep the bigger picture in mind. 
And then you want to go into like kind of the 90 day cycle that I talked about, which is the test part, because you, you have to be consistent. Like you can't put up one post and say it didn't work. Right. You have to have a period of time that you're going to commit to something and do it consistently. And maybe it's Facebook ads for people who are more set. Maybe it's doing a video, maybe once a week, maybe it's, uh, you know, an Instagram post every other day or going live once a week. Then you can like kind of come up with the parameters that make sense for your situation. And what, again, feels authentic because people are going to connect with that energy. Yeah. And then the last one is to refine it, which just means at the end of that cycle, and you don't, it doesn't have to be 90 days. If that seems daunting, pick 30, pick 15, you know, Mm -hmm. start, start somewhere you can manage, but you have to actually sort of stay true to what, and, but you know, you can't do much in 15 days. You can do a lot, but there's not a lot you can sort of measure. So at least in, in the parameters that we're kind of talking about, but you could for 15 days be really consistent about posting something every day online and that's a win, you know? And then after the 15 days, you're like, oh, I didn't like this or I didn't like that. Or maybe I could now do it for another 15 days and, and then see what happens. And so that's the refining part is like evaluating what you just did. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of repeat the cycle. You identify again on the data. You, you set a period of time to test it. And then you, that's, that's the momentum I'm just doing. Every time you refine it, you keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. But you have something to move forward on. You're not just it's not in your head or you're not like, Oh, if only I had done that for. Right. (laughs) Right. Totally. You actually have like a, and you start to feel the progress too, because it all starts compounding. And that's where. I really like that. I'm going to use that. Thank you. I like, I like having little sound bites that I can focus on. Identify, test, refine. Yeah. I actually have a, um, if you go to my Instagram bio, I have a workbook that I've developed. I actually developed it for my clients because people started, like, they started asking me, what are you doing? And like, I don't, I don't understand your process. <laughs> so I actually created this work. Um, actually, partly it was for Kelly. She was sort of the catalyst of me kind of finalizing it um, because I wanted to have something tangible to give her that she could fill out before we had our initial meeting about Soulfire. And, um, since then, I've actually given it to kind of a small handful of people. And even without me providing feedback on the book, which Kelly and I went in, like we had a two day meeting where she and Connor flew out here wow. so we could like review everything in it in detail, which is why she was able to move so fast. But okay. the um, like people who I've just given the book to, they've made massive changes in their business not because the book tells them to do anything, but just like the simple act of kind of writing it and getting it out and then like seeing it in black and white. So you can be like, Oh, I did do that. And that really sucked. (laughs) And I didn't, that didn't align with me, but this is, and um, I remember one person who I was, did a little consulting with who I just, I gave the book as kind of a gift and she, she filled it out. And I think she's made massive changes in her business where she realized I'm putting all of my energy into this one thing that is like not even making me money, but wow. I thought it was like, I had, right. I, I felt like it was, but then when I looked at it, it was draining my time. No one was that interested. It wasn't really helping anyone and it wasn't making me money. Oh my God. And that's so key. I mean, I, I have definitely seen that within myself. Sometimes we're so attached to what we think we should be doing or who we are serving, but we actually aren't. It's like, missing the mark. 
It's so or interesting. Even, like this happens a lot. I kind of keep touching my chest because like people feel like, no, that worked. But then yeah. you look at the context and it's like, well, yeah. like this happened and then this happened and these are the actual numbers. And sometimes it's only when you can see them in black and white that you're like, oh, that is the truth. Yeah, totally. <laughs> And then also knowing like something that I've been working through and on as my journey of my career changes is sometimes it's not even about the number. You know, it's like it's holding the paradoxes. Sometimes it is about the numbers and sometimes it's about the heart and then vice versa. And, and kind of figuring out what success means to you in real time because that changes too. Like the success to me mean money or does it me mean for me right now being home every night to cook food, like home homemade meals for my family, you know, that could be success to me right now. And so I think as moms too, like all of that changes constantly and we, we are constantly coming back to the drawing board. Yeah. And all of that stuff sort of tends to come out when people do these types of exercises and it doesn't need to be my way, but just like even coming up with your own structure, like, okay, what did I like? Just listing it out. You know, sometimes even that just helps. So I want your book. How do we get your book? Can we buy your book? Can we get your book? What's yeah, it's on Amazon. I mean, I don't uh, yeah. like the worst promoter of my own stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's All on, right. Well, I'm going to ask you. <laughs> if you go to my Instagram, it's on, you know, I have like the link. Okay. Bio. What's your Instagram? It's Kristen underscore Hinman. A-R-I-S-T-E-N underscore H-I-N-M-A-N. Okay, cool. I'm going to check it out. Um. But yeah. I need some structure right now, as I was saying before we even started recording. I need structure because my free time, my work time is so insanely limited being with my kids, you know, full time right now um, with not a lot of tap out time. So I feel like something instead of going with the overwhelm, just something I can just work a little bit, you know, five minutes here, 10 minutes there. That would be really helpful. Yeah. I think, and you know, you had asked earlier, how do I keep that structure for my clients? That book, I actually, that's sort of like the analysis I do. Um, you know, when I do it, so I have the experience and I, I've been doing it now for a while, but um, I'm able to kind of go back to that and refer back to that all throughout the year. And then to kind of do that once annually or as needed. And then yeah, I love we that. kind of, we kind of too then get in a groove of like, now we're used to working in the 90 day cycles and it doesn't need to be as in depth every time we do it, you know? So it's, it's something that definitely evolves, but it's helpful to have that as a starting point. That's really cool. Yeah. Cause I also write notes in like five different journals. So if I, if I ever want to like really come back, it's very challenging. Cause <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, wait, I wrote that and that one now and that one. Okay, cool. I'm inspired. That's very helpful. And then what are you doing like on the daily to stay sane right now? Do you meditate? Do you walk? I mean, I know you've had some back problems. Is it hot baths? Like how are you just holding space for all of this in your life right now? You know, when I first got pregnant, I, like I had, um, I had kind of alluded to earlier is I had gotten this really good routine of meditating twice a day for the past year. And I had just, you know, like things were really sort of dialed in and I was really doing well. And when I got pregnant for what, whatever reason, I had the hardest time meditating. I couldn't, like, I couldn't sit there and focus. And I, I don't know, it was just, it was very like surreal almost. And so I've kind of, as the pregnancies progressed, I've gotten a little better at like sitting with that and like dealing with it almost of just sort of like letting it be and 
um, working through that. But I, you know, it's day by day. I, I, I've been so fatigued this pregnancy um, with all the stuff that's going on and like the emotional stress. And yeah, I've hurt my back now twice. Mm. And not even, I mean, it's not even like I've been lifting the first time I bent down to pick up a doorstop and everything. I think it's like the stress and like the overwhelm shows up for me physically if I don't deal with it. And so it's been, I mean, I don't have, I don't. And two young kids with pregnancy. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, And I feel like even if I do, you know, I try to carve out some time to journal or to paint and even that's been sort of difficult, but I kind of just take it where I can. And yeah. nothing's been consistent. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all in the same boat with that one. Yeah. It's weird times. Yeah. I mean, you know, I realize, I, I don't know if it's helped because it, it's been so unpredictable, but you had mentioned like you and your husband sitting down to make a schedule. Uh, like my husband and I did that, like, you know, as one of the first days we were in quarantine because we knew we both worked at home and like the kids and all the yeah. stuff. And, it, it, I think there's maybe been two days that we've stuck to it because it's just so like, it's especially with me getting hurt. And then like, I don't, it's just been chaos some days and we try our best, <laughs> Yeah, but it's just like, you kind of have to, we've been just having to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Luckily the weather's been a little better. So the kids have been able to get outside and we haven't Thanks. been as crazy. So. <laughs> I know. I feel the sun shining here has helped so much because the first couple of weeks it was just pouring every day. Yeah. So it really is, that's made a difference. Um, but yeah, I think the chaos and just also something I keep talking about with my mom, friends and clients on Instagram lives, et cetera, et cetera, is, you know, there, I think we have to go through the painful spots through this quarantine there, there are many micro and macro deaths going on. I mean, we have like the physical level of deaths, but we also have the death of how we've been showing up, how we've been living our work, our jobs. There's so, there's a lot of loss. There's a lot of grieving. And I think it's important though, to go through those things and just allow for it and be gentle with yourself so that we can rebirth because clearly things have to be changed. You know, we need to come out of this time with um, some new outlooks, some new perspectives. And that's not comfortable for any of us to be forced to change. It's not, we don't like that as humans. So I think it's important and it's very challenging, you know, as you move through it. But I think it's ultimately for the good. At least I hope it is. Yeah. Just day by day. Day by day. (laughs) Sometimes hour by hour, minute by minute. It's like contractions and labor. Truly. It's just like, okay. I have, this no, one. I have noticed my kids settling in a bit more though. I mean, I think, uh, what has it been? Five weeks. Is that what you said? Yeah. It's, you know, my oldest is five at this point where she was kind of nap, but didn't nap. But like, I think cause we're home and we're all here and the little one naps, we're like, no, we're all lying down. <laughs> yeah. And now she's used to like, now she's in a groove and it's not, you know, and so they're, they're, there's, they have their own little moments of struggles too. I mean, they're going through it too, but like I've noticed that they're kind of getting into the, like a little bit of the routine of it. And, you know, they know which days they're, they're kind of doing what, and I could That's be better fair. at that, but they're, you know, I think they, they thrive off of stuff like that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank I'm you. so excited to sit down with you and um, 
your podcast is awesome and I'm excited to start using some of your tools and I'm just so happy that you're doing it because we need, we need the support. <laughs> well, if, um, you know, if anyone's listening, shoot me a DM on Instagram and let's just connect. I'm happy to talk with, just form a connection and relationship with anyone who's listening. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. So how can people reach you? Um, the best place to find me is probably Instagram. I'd say it's where I'm kind of most active, which is Kristen underscore Hinman. And, um, we'll have them pop it in the show, soul fire, pop it in the show yeah, notes for you. For sure. Um, and from there you can kind of, I have, a, I have a digital agency that I run and some other stuff. I think I would hope that all those links are in my bio. Cool. All right. <laughs> awesome. Um, is there anything else you want to add or do you feel like you feel complete. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we covered, well, we covered a lot of stuff, but for moms, whether you're pregnant or not, it's not an easy time. So it's easy for us to say to be gentle on yourself, but as you can see, both of us are reminding <laughs> ourselves of it every single second of the day. So yeah. you probably can't hear that enough. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Let's just give ourselves a break. All right. Thank you. All right. Sending big love out to you and your family. Look forward to connecting soon. Yeah.